0: The instructor podcast with terry cook talking with leaders innovators experts and game changers about what drives them
1: welcome to the instructor podcast where every week we speak to leaders innovators experts and game changers talking about how we can improve yours and my business as always, I'm your splendid host, Terry Cook, and I'm delighted that you have chosen to join us today for this very special episode where I'm joined by two uh, behemoths of the industry in Dan Hill of My Drive Time and Michael Carr of GoRody. Now, these guys both run diary management apps for the industry, but they do so much more beyond that. And we, we dive into all of that and talking about why you should be ditching the paper diary and moving over to technology. But before we dive into this episode, first of all, I want to take a moment to thank you for listening, really appreciate you tuning in, and I'd also just take a moment to encourage you to go and check out the Instructor Podcast Premium. One of the best ways to check this out is to head over to the website, which is theinstructorpodcast.com. You'll find all links for this in the show notes. If you go over there and you click to the premium section, you'll see all the content that we offer over there, including bonus episodes around standards checks and coaching. We've got one up recently around uh, mental health involving stress and burnout, that side of it. But enough of that for now, because I'm sure you're as keen as I am to get stuck into this show. So um, let's make a start. Welcome to the Instructor Podcast, where every week we speak to leaders, innovators, experts and indeed game changers. And it's a very special show today because I'm joined by two wonderful human beings. First up is old friend of the show, Michael Carr of GoRody. How are we doing, Michael? I'm really well, thank you. How are you, Terry? I am all the better for seeing your smiley face. And new friend of the show, Dan Hill of My Dry Time. How are we doing, Dan? Very well, thank you very much. Excellent. Now, as I mentioned at the start, I am jo- uh, every week I'm joined by experts, leaders, innovators, and indeed game changers. Now, I've asked you this before, Michael, so I'll ask you again first because I'm not give Dan a chance to think of an answer. Which are you? Are you expert,
2: leader, innovator, game changer, or multiple of those options? So uh, I think uh, last time I answered this, you gave me crap for not <laughs> saying all of the above. So I'm going to say all of the above. <laughs> uh, Fair yeah. Enough. So uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I think uh, we. We do a lot of cool. Uh, we we innovate. We we uh take lead on some on like doing certain things in the industry, especially like just really championing instructors. And uh, I think, and I, I love doing that. And uh and was a game changer. Yeah, I think uh, I see myself a bit of a game changer. Yeah, I think we've got a few things that we've released that have, like changed the game. Uh and yeah, so I'm gonna say all, all three. Uh yeah, confidently. Uh over you, Dan, I guess.
1: I mean, I gave you a little bit of stick for, I think it was for not saying any. I think you said none at first. Uh, Now I'm going to give you a stick for saying all of them.
2: (laughs) We want the happy medium. Um, What about you, Dan? I'll get it right. I'll get it right next time. (laughs) I'll
1: throw the same to you. Experts, leaders, innovators, and game changers. Do you think there's a category slash categories that you fall into?
0: No. Um, (laughs) I think uh, I would class this as all of the above. Um, I would think that. We've proven that over the eight years that we've been in operation. You know, we were the originators, I guess is the other category. And I think that's the only category that, you know, probably with all due respect is not easy for other people to claim. Um, but I think that, yeah, I I, I think that I would classes as all of the above. Um and I, I have have no problem with Michael sharing that throne as well. I think that, you know, what Go Roadie have done in coming into the industry and adapting their business has been impressive. And I think that you know competition, which I know is something we're going to talk about, is really great for the industry. So uh yeah, it's all good.
1: I love the fact right. that we've started off with two two humble brags there. <laughs>
2: oh, that that's great. No, like uh, no I appreciate that done a lot. Uh no, thank you and, and say, like and you're right, you you like. I've got this in my notes. <laughs> you're, you're definitely one of the first people, uh, you, you were the first, uh, in the market in this, and you you created this, this, uh, industry that, that you and I share. So, uh, absolutely. So, like, I always say that to anyone I ever talked about my drive I'm, I'm first to say they created the space. So, all due respect to them, uh, every time. So, yeah, thank, thank you for you. that. Sorry. I mean, if you want to sort
1: of bitch each other a little bit to begin with to try and okay, get some cool. lessons that yeah. would so be fine. But either way, <laughs> um, uh, no, I'm going to ask you first on, um, do you want to just tell us a little bit about you? You mentioned, obviously uh, you were the originators, but tell us a little bit about you and a little bit about my drive time and what you do. Okay. Yep.
0: Yeah, so um, my wife qualified as an ADI in 2008. She'd uh, trained with red and uh, became an instructor and then went to a local school uh, a year later. Uh, it was very, I, I remember the, the moment really that the, that the need for uh, a solution for this industry hit me. Uh, it was when she was sent a, an A4 envelope packed full of paper templates for her to record her income and expenses from the accounting companies she was using. And I looked at it with raised eyebrows and some credulation, to be honest, because I couldn't believe that an accounting company where it's so important to make sure that numbers and facts and figures are correct was being um they were asking her to submit that information on paper so i like using um, a program called microsoft access which is you it's kind of like a my development team take the mickey out of me for it because they think it's sort of Uh, Mickey Mouse development and systems development but I've always used it uh, to good effect and I created a little system for her to help her manage her income and expenditure and it kind of went from there really we looked at it and said well if you're going to manage your income and expenses why not manage details about your students and the lessons they take and then manage your time and and their progress Uh, and and it really sort of materialized from there and it was only through further research uh, with some of her local colleagues that we realized that there was nothing on the market. That was doing this there were a couple of apps that touched on record keeping but nothing that worked offline or you know had that hybrid approach of online and offline working which um, is hugely valuable for people who need to be able to access their data at any point from anywhere and so we put that um, we basically took my sort of individual piece of thing uh, work that I'd done for my wife to help her and we created my drive time for the back of that. We launched it in 2014 and have gr- grown pretty slowly initially because it's it's not so much about people, Taking on the technology, you've got technophiles who are who are early adopters, people who want to get this stuff straight away. Other people who take their time to warm up, and it's it's taken a long time to get people to the point where they're willing to accept these kind of solutions out there. Um, so so yeah, so um, we've been running that for uh, eight years. There's five of us in in, in our team here, based um, based down in Farnborough and the surrounding area um we i also am the um, head of business for the adi njc um association which i'm very proud to be part of uh the guys who join me on that governing committee do amazing work to support the industry uh, and i was very um grateful to be to, to be invited to come on board and help them um i've wrote articles for the intelligent instructor for four years um and yeah well, we created a big learner relay app this year which was pretty exciting to help them to earn money at a, a time when Lou and the team weren't able to go out and really do anything um, physical uh, and in person because of the covid situation so that was a really great thing to get involved in as well and um you know look we, we are um, about We are about helping instructors and the industry as a whole to go digital. So we are all about making instructors digital. I obviously hope that the vast majority of people will look at what we do and like it and and want to be part of our family. But I am equally as happy at the moment for people to use systems like Go Roadie as an alternative if they prefer what they do, rather than using paper. Um, because I think that no industry in the world should be using paper, and uh, it's a it's a, it's a challenge that this industry needs to face and accept and acknowledge and and, and meet. So, yep, that's me.
1: I'm the guy behind my drive time. Ta-da! It's amused me slightly that as you're saying about people not using paper, I'm making notes on paper. <laughs> uh, you know what? <laughs>
0: Paper has its place. Don't get me wrong. Paper has its place. It has place for diagrams. It has place for scribbling notes. It doesn't have a place for important financial records and important personal details. it doesn't have a place for for, for analysis and, and, and information gathering. Anyway, off the soapbox, over to you, Michael.
2: <laughs> yeah, go for it. Tell us a little bit about yourself and a little bit about Gorodi sure uh yeah i uh, was actually really interesting to hear about that Dan. i've never really heard your your story Dan, so that was uh, thanks for sharing that so yeah go Rodi, uh so we started uh in in about 2016 uh so my background is in software development uh i worked at um companies like sony uh, amazon uh building projects uh products for for like millions of customers i i loved building products and seeing customers use it that was something that was really uh, it wasn't the code that excited me. It was the people using my products that excite, excited me. And my, my business partner, Barry, and I worked together uh, uh, at an, another tech company. And uh, in our, our our friend approached us to ask for more business. For his driving skills, he's like, can you guys build me a website? And, and we're like, yeah, probably we can. Uh, but like we were more interested in building a product that people would use. Uh, so uh, from that, we... Um, um we started researching well how do you book a driving lesson in 2015 2016 and uh and i was it was still like yellow pages and yell.com and it's like oh there's not a comparison or a place where i can just have a directory of the my local instructors um and just see reviews and all that sort of thing uh so uh we we went and thought well we'll you know what we'll maybe build that instead so we worked with uh uh my friend alex and we um Built a prototype of that, showed it to instructors uh, in the area, and I just kind of like steamrolled and and started working, and like hundreds and then thousands of learners started using it to book their their uh, book their uh, driving instructor, uh, which was like like for something we built in our evening and weekends was quite um was quite surprising, uh, and then we thought okay, well let's do this, let's let's go and build this uh, and this business and see where it can go, and um, so we we launched in other locations and. And then eventually COVID happened <laughs> and, and that obviously put this industry in a kind of a standstill and it kind of made us reflect a lot. A lot. Like, okay, we've, we've went this far and and we're doing all this and we're working with instructors all across the country. Why? Why are we doing this? What, what are we about as a business? And, and at that point, we kind of started, we, we kind of like, well, we're here for the ADIs. That's why we're here. We're here to like... Improve, improve their life and that's where our kind of mission came from improve the quality of life of driving instructors and that's what we do every day like i i, I swear by that every single conversation we have in gorori comes back to that so then we knew we couldn't do the kind of gorori.com business anymore because the the lockdowns and pent-up demand it just it wasn't for it wasn't uh we something we could continue with so we then like what else can we do and uh, administration was something we we thought would be uh really like an exciting project to to, uh, get involved in. And we started doing research with instructors, um, which we'll come back to in a bit, but uh, how many instructors lose so many hours uh, just doing their finances and texting pupils and cancellations and we're like, we can solve that with technology. Uh, And we knew that there was already apps out there. um, And we thought from our product engineering background and our product development background, we can build something special. We can build something that was, that added to the industry um and wasn't just a a complete cone it was a uh, something with a, a really a, a real clear purpose to it so that's why we went and built glory pro and um and that's that's where we are today and we're just kind of growing that and getting our word out about that and it's a uh, it's been a real, real journey but like uh at the heart of it it's, it's always been about how do we actually improve the instructors lives and that's it that's me
1: Excellent. And, and I kind of want to take a moment before we dive any deeper, just to uh, almost sort of thank you both, because um, you can tell when, uh, as you're talking, that there's a sort of a mutual respect uh, between the pair of you. But uh, in essence, you are, I made a joke before about bitch each other, but in essence, you are competing against each other in that sense. Yeah. Um, so I do appreciate you both joining me today. It's, uh, it's, uh, I'm, I'm pleased that you can do it. And I think it shows the some of the camaraderie in, in our industry, because I think, uh, we're quite quick to be negative and, and rightly so in some cases, but I think today it just shows that people are willing to work together and team up and promote the good stuff. So promoting technology, but we, I mentioned there about competition and my take on it is that I think it's largely, largely can, can only ever be a good thing. You know, when you look at, I, I always like to use a podcast example, there are now multiple podcasts out there for driving instructors Which means there are multiple ways for driving trips to get new access uh, access news and information. Whereas before, when it was DiPod that was was monthly, they you would only get that monthly, and there will be people that that would suit, and there'll be people that it wouldn't. Whereas now you've obviously got the other podcast, and you've got mine that's out at least weekly, often twice weekly. So you're going to get a more regular access, and and there might be some people that don't like mine, but like dipod so i think that that competition that way works well i think we can attract a bigger audience also you look at the associations how many associations are there you know but if there was only one not as many people would be subscribed to an association which then brings me to the to the diamond diary management systems or apps my opinion on this is that it's good that there's multiple for two reasons one there will be people that when uh, uh, my drive time was first about that wouldn't have subscribed to my drive time but then suddenly find out about this different app and subscribe to that great it's taking people away from from that but my take on this and, and i think i'm probably alone with this if i'm being honest but i if everyone did an app that was pretty much did exactly the same thing and the only difference was the layout or the color i still think that's brilliant because i then get to choose the one that i prefer so from a purely selfish point of view, I think that competition side of it is is excellent. But that's my take on it. And I am going to throw it over to you first, Dan, to give us uh, your take on that. Um, I think that
0: um, I remember when we first entered the industry in 2013 and I went to a ADINJC conference and I met um, two companies who were doing some form of diary management, some form of record keeping, one of them was very hostile um, and sort of looked me up and down as if to say, you know, you're never going to beat us. You're, It's just not going to happen. Um, and I sort of felt pretty dissuaded about that, you know, sort of pretty down about it. Do so I really want to get involved in an industry that this, that's that um, closed-minded uh, in a way. Um, and, and, and then I spoke to two guys, uh, Pete and Dave, who ran a piece of software um, called Instructor Software. And even though I'd explained to him that, we were going to come in and we were building this app that was going to do X, Y and Z, and, and they knew that it was going to be a competing product. They were amazing. They were lovely. They were welcoming. Uh, they turned around to my wife after I'd left and said, you know, we hear a lot of people coming into this industry with ideas, but he's he, he's a real deal and he, he, he's, uh, um, you know, he's going t- t- to add to the industry. And to get that kind of feedback and response from people who um, we've subsequently stayed friends with and we've gone to lunch with and we've had chats about working together in various ways has been great. So I think there is an appetite for competition within the industry. Um, There are always going to be those that you you can work with, um, like we've had chats with Michael. Um, There's always going to be people that you just can't work with. I think I think I agree with you entirely, Terry. I think competition is massively important for an industry as a whole because the more you know, there is there is a dangerous saturation if too many people try and enter a market, and actually that's a bad thing because what it means is that if there's not enough of market segment for an individual company to go for, then they'll look elsewhere and they'll take their foot off the pedal with regards to the way that they innovate and 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 evolve for that industry. So we have to be a bit careful that we don't just flood the market with, with with various apps. But I think that uh, at the moment what we're finding is that we and I'll be very honest with you about it you know myself and Michelle my business partner built this um, organically from scratch we had no investment we just went out there to try and solve a problem based on the 30 years of industry experience that both of us had in software development right and we went out to try and solve a problem and we did so and we worked very hard to do it and 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 we built up we've built up our very loyal customer base And, you know, sometimes people will just come to you and they'll sign up and they'll use it because they're technophiles and they know what they're doing. I've had conversations for an hour and a half on a Sunday afternoon with people who know that they want to get involved with technology, but don't know where to start. Um, And it's those people I really love helping the most. Our first customer is a 64-year-old lady. um, So nobody can turn around and say that technology is a young person's game because it isn't. It's just that a lot of people sort of fear uh, something, but we can come on to that later. But, But going back to competition, I think it's really important. Ultimately. If there are only so many tools and things that a driving instructor can do when they're managing their business, so naturally, what would happen is if we all keep innovating our products, um, that we'll get to a point where we all do what each other do. We just do it in a different way, uh, slightly different way. What we um, have, what we've had to do in response to Go Roadie uh, joining the industry and being a decent. A well-built decent product backed by decent people is we've had to up our game because and that's a good thing for everybody it's a good thing we've had to up our game it's a good thing we've had to grow and and, and we've had to rethink and, and and learn and adapt um and uh you know i th- i thank michael for coming on board and doing that and pushing us because it will ultimately mean whoever ends up with a given subscriber or given user it will be better for for, for the industry because ultimately, hundred percent of this industry needs to to be digital. And what will happen over time is that we'll phase out the old paper dinosaurs, um, who who use paper because they've been using it since they were a year old, right? Um, and it's what they know and it's what they're comfortable with, and and uh, they, they they don't want to go out and explore other means of doing it. But but, what I would always say you know and, and and Michael will back me up on this when I say that our biggest competitor is not each other our biggest competitor is paper, a 1900 year old technology that's our biggest competitor is 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 convincing and explaining to people why when you put your data into an electronic system, it can work better for you it joins up that information, it, it gives you answers to questions that you couldn't possibly know if you just looked at static dead data on a piece of paper, right. And uh, you know, so, so that's our biggest competitor is trying to wean people off paper. Some of that is about us just needing to uh, to, to get out there in front of people and, sh- and say, look, there is an alternative to this. Um, and, and some of it is continuing to evolve our product, uh, you know, our products and making it better. Um, I'll leave this though I'll, I'll, as an end point. No, you know, if, if you were faced, I'll ask you this question, Terry, if, if you had to get your accounts done for the year and you had two accounting companies side by side and you went into one and they were using a computer to record all your information and to submit that information accurately and calculate it, tell you how much tax you owe and submit it accurately to, to HMRC, or you go in the other one and they were calculating your taxes using an abacus, which one would you go to? Well, you go to the digital one, aren't you? You'd go to the digital one, right? And and, and pretty much every other industry in this in the world uses digital platforms to manage our data and, and, and to manage their own data because they know it performs better. So why are we so stuck in our ways in this industry? And that's a question obviously we can come on to, but that's, yeah, I'll, I'll leave it at that point uh, with that question, why is it different?
1: I think it's an interesting point. Again, you're you bringing paper into it in, in the sense of, I suppose when you first came into the, the industry with, with with My Drive Time, you were then the competition to paper. And, yeah. that, you know, that's kind of flipping around a bit now when the, there's other people coming into their competition to you. And like you said, making you raise your game, which could never be a good thing. But I'm going to, you know, throw that that same sort of stance over to, to you, Michael, in, in terms of competition.
2: Yeah, so I... I agree with that. I was nodding along to a lot of Adana's in there. Uh, yeah, it's it's. I echo a lot of that. Just um, I think, ultimately, I think my, my, my real thought on it is competition only benefits, it largely benefits the end user. So ultimately, the drive instructors are going to win by having more uh, data management apps out there. Um, and so, uh, like you um, like said, Dan, uh, you've, you've seen GoRoli Pro and that will have impacts on um My Driven 2 uh, which My Drive 2 will have impacts on GoRoli Pro. So it, yeah. it's it's this cycle and it's uh and it's it's pushing pushing each other to to have better and better products, higher quality products, products that don't go down, products that don't lose data. And it's like that is so so key. And we're and just by having our companies like uh working that way the ADIs are just going to benefit with just having better and better technologies, saving more time, saving more money. So, yeah, I think it's, it's a really healthy thing on on that. And I think um, in regards to the uh, like the paper part, yeah, I, I I still see paper as uh, our number one competitor. Like, I think that you, Dan, you probably still the same, right? Because mm-hmm. there are more instructors using paper than they are using digital apps. Yeah. So uh, ultimately, when, when we came into the diary margin space, uh, I looked at the the apps out there but uh, I I I question myself why is not more people using these apps uh, and I was like there's something about paper and like my my goal is always fast on paper has to everything we do it needs to be faster on paper uh so uh that's that's still uh, I still think I think maybe part of the reason we'll go into more de- detail about later is it's so quick to write something down whereas yeah. open to get your phone opening that app going into entering some data there could be a perception that takes longer than putting something down on paper and i think we as product developers and product builders we need to be able to do that as quickly and as efficiently as possible and that is how we can really help move this market into a digital space and that's on us i
0: think the thing is though is that, you know how many times have we as humans written something scribbled down something on a piece of paper and then end up losing it
2: oh absolutely, yeah. yeah
0: how many yeah. times has that piece of paper and ended up getting lost or destroyed or damaged or oh,
2: absolutely um, yeah. my yeah.
0: wife will probably say thrown away at this point because i like throwing things away um and uh you know because <laughs> one likes a tidy house but it's um you know that's that's part of the problem there it's, it's about for me it's not about how our product works so much actually it's about the perception of Software and technology, right? You've got people in this industry who are technophiles, like I said earlier, who will who will rush out for the latest iPad, and and they will want the latest they will know the latest games. You've got people who who come into this industry and they come from paper-based backgrounds. They come from the public sector or they come from um, other businesses where they haven't really ever needed to keep records before. Most of them haven't been self-employed before. So they will they'll use what they've been forced to use, whether that's paper or an in-house system for whoever they worked with before. All of a sudden, they're coming into an industry. They're, they're self-employed people. They're responsible for their own data collection yep. and storage and management and analysis. Um, and they're not used to it. So, And and a lot of the people who train, like we said last time, Terry, a lot of people who train uh, PDIs, especially some of the companies where they then want to sell them a franchise beyond that, it's not in their interest to help the instructor to think like a business, right? And every, like I say, name me one other business out there that runs its whole operation on paper. And the answer is none, right? Zero. Um, and 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 that's that's kind of part of the the biggest problem with paper is is just the perception that technology is difficult to learn. Uh, that that somebody might come along and steal all my data. That my app might crash, or that my I might run out of battery. It's like all these you know excuses I've had over the years of people saying, "Oh, I couldn't do technology. I love my paper diary. I'd I'd much rather have that." And they say that up until they leave their paper diary in a coffee shop, or they leave their paper diary on the top of their car and drive off, and and then all of a sudden they've lost their entire business whereas that can't happen with systems like ours because the data's backed up and it's available through multiple streams if, you know you know with ours if some somebody once said to me she said you know what it's fine my my, my iphone ran out of battery so i just picked up my android at uh, my own android tablet and i just carried on with that it was so seamless you know people can be be working with their data when they're sitting on a sun lounger in spain they can they can be working on their data when they they're in flight mode on on, on a transatlantic flight so so there's really no excuse for it, um, other than either fear, or apathy, um, or laziness, really, um, that it comes down to. Um, And and really what that does then is it has a knock on effect on how the whole industry is perceived. Because students who are very much used to using apps and technology get in the car, they're given a whole bunch of paper records, and they're watching their instructor scrabbling around in this horrifically, um, you know, sort of scribbled on diary. Um, and they're looking with their their eyes raised, going, "What on earth is this?" I'm go- I'm just about to work with someone and give them all this data and expect them to help me manage my learning journey on paper, you know. And it goes back to the question I asked earlier: if you've got a choice between an instructor who's using paper, and you've got an instructor who's got everything neatly kept within a mo- you know, within an app, which one are you going to choose?
2: You know, uh, I've, I've spoken to like several instructors. Um, like when they start using uh using a direct management app like uh and they um they say similar things uh actually they um they love the the abilities of tracking the progress in in the app they love uh the reflective logs and, and the schedule and the lessons and the lesson reminders that all come with it right there's a clear benefit to the instructor right but what they they also say is my pupils love this it's that part and it's their customers it's the instructor's customers and the pupils love love having a digital app. For them to look at the progress to show their mom and dad oh hey look this is what i did today here's here's what i'm progressing this is what it, what it looks like when i'm going to be ready to set my test um yeah. and the fact that they are the 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 uh as i say kids <laughs> the 17 year olds and learners uh are are doing that and 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 really excited about it when they're in think about when they're in the in the playground and they're in school with their, their friends they're gonna they're gonna show their friends this right and they're and that's gonna get the instructors uh, that's gonna get them thinking, which instructor do I want? Do I want the one who's got the paper, the IRA, or is it or will I want one that's using a similar app? And and so the point is I've had instructors say they've actually had seen increase in business because they've had pupils uh swear by their app and the experience that they get having that digital experience, uh, because they, they they're one of the few in the area that have a digital app. So they'll get more business. And I think I think that makes sense though, because Their customers do want a digital experience.
0: We all want a digital experience. And and the thing is, you know, people say to me, oh, I'm a a real technophobe. That's the one I get most often. I go, oh, I don't know. I I love my paper because, it, you know, it's something I know. And I'm a real technophobe. I I don't really do technology. And it's an excuse, uh, Terry, because really they do technology every time they step into their car, which is now riddled with technology. Right, absolutely riddle. The the, the average car, the, the, the ECU um, systems within the average car currently now runs on 500 million lines of code, right? So you can't tell me that people are technophobes. The difference between people using a car and being happy to get into a car and use all of the indicators and use all of the systems they use and the sat nav and, and, and the parking sensors. And the difference is, is that with that, they're familiar with the user interface. They're familiar with the steering wheel and the pedals, and they're familiar with the central console. So they feel this comfort of, of familiarization when they get in that car, right? In the same way that they have familiarization when they turn on their telly, or they turn, or they, or they use their toaster or their kettle. That's all technology. So nobody can turn around to me and say, "Look, I'm a technophobe," because we're surrounded by technology every day. Every time you use the ATM to get money out of your out of your bank, you're using technology. Right. And you had to learn all that at some point. That's no different with us. And what I wish, desperately wish, is that people would just grab a cup of tea, go onto one of our websites, and just spend some time learning and just ask questions. Phone us up. Ask questions. Say, look, you know, I'm not sure how this is going to help me. Can you help me understand it? Right. And we will talk to those people. But burying your head in the sand and, and, and hoping that this doesn't exist because it's just easier to do things on paper, actually. It's easier at the moment when you use the paper. It's not easier at the end of the tax year when you've got to spend two full days out going through the, you know, a, a raft of receipts in a shoebox in order to try and work out how much tax you that you pay. That's not easier. Knowing that that's coming and the stress and the anxiety it causes is not easier, is it? And ultimately, what people are telling me is, yeah, it takes me two or three days to get my tax return at the end of the year. It's a real ball Excellent. ache. And I say to them, okay, well, but if you did it as you went, not only would it make the tax return process literally two or three clicks of a button, right? But it would also mean that you've got visibility on how much money you've earned and what your expenses are throughout the year. So from a planning perspective, when you put all that data together into a living, breathing thing, which is what a database is, which is what drives our apps, you get information you know, at the end of each month, you can look at it and say, "Well, that's my income. That's my expenses. That's my indicative profit at this point." I'm going to make sure I've got fifteen, twenty percent of that stored for tax. So it's about taking away the anxiety. So this this perception that paper is easier and better—it's a short-term relief. It's a short-term um, uh, the, um efficiency. It's a, a short-term ease, but a long-term pain. Does that make sense? It
2: makes all yeah. sense. Yes, yeah, exactly. That's it, isn't it? It is just it's easier in the moment to to scribble johnny 10 10 a.m it's, it's easy to do that but like calculating finances in 12 months time it's it's yeah if you yeah. just tapped a few buttons instead yeah you, you only have to tap one button at the end of the financial year uh rather than spending uh spending um like I said two three days on your on your finances yeah, which
0: is time yeah. you could have been out earning money as well and so it's actually or, or cost-
2: time off and, and like spending time with a off. family right or so, time yeah, off. yeah you're
0: quite right terry just out of interest when you started as an ADR, did you immediately go into a uh, a technical uh, technological solution did you go into finding a diet uh, you know a business management app or did you start with paper uh
1: sort of it i started with red driving school so they had their own dairy management system so okay. it was provided to me i like to think that i would have gone looking um i like to think i would have done i i know also know what i'm like so i probably would have just kind of fumbled through for the first few months and then found something so thanks for listening to the instructor podcast just taking a brief pause in the show to tell you about how you can support the show so if you are enjoying it and you would like to contribute to the running of the show you can head over to our patreon account now over there you can basically subscribe and commit to donating two pounds a month to help with the running costs and the time and effort going into the show you won't get anything other than a nice warm fuzzy feeling inside and my eternal gratitude However, if you would like to gain something extra, what you can also do is go to the same place and donate £10 a month. Now, for that, you will get some bonus content every month. That will be additional episodes around standards checks and coaching and all kinds of fun stuff like that. You'll get quarterly Zoom meetings where you can come on and ask me anything and there might even be some special guests turn up. And you'll get discounts to things like Bob Morton's Client-Centered Learning i'm really proud of what we're doing over there i'd love it if you went and tried out for a month and see how you got on and if you don't like it well you can always cancel but i do really appreciate your support and just the fact that you're listening so thank you for listening but do consider checking out the instructor podcast premium you can find that over at www.theinstructorpodcast.com just click on the premium tab and have a nosy or go to the show notes and click the link to go straight there let's dive back into the show i think a couple of points i want to make and what you said and and sort of bring you around a little bit is i mean the thing that amuses me with the, the the so-called technophobes is that you'll see them type on facebook that they're technophobes and and you can't find a bigger oxymoron it's like it just doesn't make sense you're literally using technology to tell me that you're a technophobe which yeah. uh, which makes me chuckle but the other thing that and, and this and I think you both kind of touched on this, actually, but I'd, I'd be interested on your, in your thoughts. Is I, I, Okay, so I'm going to get slightly political for a second. I always do. But before I came on here today, I happened to glance upon a Facebook group and someone was talking about uh, the, the what was going on in Ukraine and taking people over here and where they could donate and how they could help out and this kind of stuff. And there were comments on there saying, why don't you donate to our homeless? And, you know, I find it really difficult not to respond. And I'm like... It's not one or the other. You can do both. You can donate £5 to Ukraine. You can donate £5 to the bloke who's currently outside your Tesco's. It's not one or the other. And I think it's the same with – because this is how genuinely how I work. I use the diary management systems online. I've got free notepads in my car and the diary, and they offer different things. And because often when I want to scribble some notes down, I find it easier, like I'm doing now when I'm recording this podcast, I find it easier to scribble the notes down on a bit of paper. And yes, sometimes I'll type them up. Sometimes I'll look at my day, day and go, I don't even know what that's about. That don't make sense. But I use both. And, mm-hmm. and that works perfectly. So it's not one or the other. However, I think that when you use uh, technology, you can use paper massively to complement it. And I think that's what yeah. what people are forgetting. So I'll throw it to you to the, uh, with that one, Michael,
2: for your thoughts on, on using both. Yeah, I mean, I mean like a of times i spoke to instructors that use whiteboards in their cart, right? Because uh, they want to, to be able to draw diagrams and they find it very easy to just pick up a whiteboard. I mean, you could arguably do that on a tablet, uh, but some people just like having the physical whiteboard there. Uh, and so, yeah, I think I think you can definitely complement. I think it's, it, what you can maybe think is it, it depends on how that data will be used or information will be used long-term, right? And it's like, if it's going to be, if that's something that you... Need to have a track of like a lesson date, how much money you made during that lesson, um, and how how far Johnny's came on in the, in the last four months. Yeah, you that needs to be stored uh, as as Dan and I agree has to be stored so that we can do analysis on that and allow them to get reports and all that really undo their finances at the end of the year. So that needs to be stored with with a service like like my DriveTime Orgo Rotary Pro, um, whereas uh, some diagram or a, a, like shopping list or or whatever—it's something that's like kind of forgettable. Yeah, p- do that on a, on a piece of paper. I think I, I think that's fine. Uh, and I, I do think instructors love paper. Like Dan, you said it yourself. I love my paper diary. Amount of times I've heard that myself. It's it's they do. They really do. They, they are so passionate about it. Some of them are so passionate about it. And it's uh and it's like we're not saying get rid of it. Like uh, just just adapt your methodology to benefit you. And your customer, and it's like, yeah. I was like, like let's, yeah, like uh, I, under, I do understand why where they come from sometimes, but there is, I think, a hybrid approach, especially for those who are a bit nervous, can work, and I, and I, I do recommend that to like some instructors that are nervous, like put a few people in, use your your paper diary, try it out and see what you think, see the benefit, and that that usually kind of works as well. It's because then they're getting to see oh that, that gets them to dip their toes in and when they dip their toes in they're like oh all these pupils on go really pro got lesson reminders but these ones i had to text and it's like oh okay and then, then then it starts kind of clicking a little bit so it's uh yeah i think there is definitely approach for, for a hybrid yeah
1: i also just want to touch on what you said there because you mentioned sure. um sort of nerves and you said, Dan, before, you know, one of the reasons people don't embrace technology is fear. And it's something I can relate to because you mentioned there about the whiteboard. And this is what, what struck it to me in that I've got a whiteboard in the car and an assortment of pens. I've also got an app on the iPad that does it. But there's, I have this fear of it's like almost like a fear of embarrassment. What if I get that out when I can't get it working? And of course, it doesn't matter. The student will probably show me how to do it in the first place. But secondly, it's like, well, i will just put it away and then i will grab my whiteboard. It says, back up if I ball's up with the iPad. and But there, I think there is a fear there, but it's just overcoming it. And I think that the, how you said there was maybe a good way. You don't have to sign everyone up straight away. Whatever app you use, you just sign one person up and practice with them or, or practice with your wife or husband first or whatever and okay. have a play around and, and see how it works. Well, what would uh, your thoughts be on that, Dan?
0: Yeah, I agree. I think that people say they love their paper diary but actually um if they took a step back and looked at their paper diary and 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 the 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 rubbing out of things and replacing of things you know when people change their lessons you know we, we, within an app it's a it's, it's a, a tap and it's done uh and everything stays clean whereas we look at a lot of people's paper diaries it's almost like they take pride out of the chaos in it it's like oh look how busy and important i am because my paper diary just has rubbish all over it um and you know what that shows to me is that um you are inefficient actually what it shows to me is that you are not efficient with your time and your data because you are scrabbling around in something which which requires that so i I get it right like i said before we all like the idea of being able to pick up a piece of paper and scribble a note uh whiteboards in the car i think i'd probably be the same actually i'd have a whiteboard in my car i know my wife does i would have one because being able to just reach behind and grab that and grab a pen and show something very quickly is always going to be easier than it is to get any app out that that offers those kind of similar tools right um and for me it's all about efficiency sometimes manual paper uh, will work um but when you're talking about recording data that you're gonna need later down the line and that when you bring all that data together, it tells you stuff you wouldn't otherwise know, then you will never convince me that paper can do a better job than that. Because as soon as you write on a piece of paper, it's dead data, right? That's what it is, dead information. It doesn't do anything, literally just sits there, right? Whereas when you put data into a database, it communicates your lesson data communicates with your students and your student information communicates with the, your finances and your progress is it's uh you know it's this it's this beautiful kind of merging things uh so yeah. i think that people don't love the paper they love the ease and the familiarity of the yeah. paper
2: it's the ease it's definitely 100 percent ease uh it, it, it's just the idea of being able to just scribble something down that's so not taking a long time kind of view interestingly i want to ask you both of you guys actually have you guys, uh, with when you were red, Terry? Uh, and and Darren, I think you'll know where I'm going with this. Is did you have progress cards? Yes, for your pupils. And yes. How many times were they lost? Oh, <laughs> like... well, to be fair, weirdly,
1: my students okay, okay. didn't seem to lose that many, but what I got was it folded up into 17,000 pieces, <laughs> or it had been through the wash. And then they'd come and open up, the, I'm like up on a podcast demonstrating, but they'd come and open up this folded piece of card yeah. and then you'd open it up and and it's like you couldn't see where you'd marked because it was all creased. And it got to a point where I'm like, nah, I'm keeping your card. I'm just well, keeping it.
0: I think what we've got to recognise is that ultimately, whilst an instructor can believe that they are the centre of the universe and the bill and end on it, all matters what they do. Actually, it doesn't. It matters what the student wants the student is their customer and it will be their churn of students and whether that student has an amazing experience with that instructor that will determine whether or not the instructor wins more business because we know that 85% or so of new business an instructor receives comes through recommendations and referrals right so the best way you can ensure a constant train of recommendation uh, of business is through giving people a really great experience right and and students already have reams of paper from their from their school or college uh, or from university that they have to deal with every day so do they really want more and more things that they have to remember not to lose and, and remember where they've left them and the answer is they don't they just want it all on their phone so in, in the important thing to remember here i think is that you know every year we get older and you know your your instructors your students stay the same age okay every year you get older your students stay the same age so there's this there's this gap um and and if you carry on just holding on to the stuff you've always known rather than evolving and making the choice to go out there and say, how could I make my students' experience better? Then you will fall behind and you will end up going out of business because people will just stop referring you um, because, you know, the mate who's got this cool cutting edge app on their phone will be the one who, who, who you know, um, refers their instructor and, and the student will go with their instructor. So. Um, it's not like we're trying to bully people here. <laughs> you know, it's like we're not coming on here and saying you're stupid for using paper. That's not what we're saying. We're saying we fully understand why you use paper because it is the thing that you are familiar with. And when you become an instructor, you're not signing up to become a business owner. You're signing up to become an instructor, a teacher, a, 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 a confidant, a, a coach, whatever you want to call it. That's why you become a driving instructor, not because you want to run a business and be focused with profit and and be focused with data. What we're saying to you is that in order to do more of the stuff you love, be more efficient with the stuff that you don't love, but the stuff that you need to do in order to do the stuff you love. Does that make sense? It's like, you know, not bullying you into using it, carry on using paper if you want, but all you're doing is causing yourself more work. Whether you know it or not, you know, is, is entirely down to you. Whether you want to find out, whether there's a better alternative, is again, entirely down to you. And if you're going to listen to this and go, meh, don't care, like my paper diary, then good luck to you. You know, if whatever works for you is fine. But yeah, I'm pretty passionate about this. And it really frustrates me when people don't even bother to find out, um, actually, you know, what what frustrates me. And sorry to, to, to hog the airwaves, but... What you what you find right and and you were saying about oxymorons earlier. This is my biggest oxymoron. What I don't understand is how a student can get in the car for their very first lesson and they can say, "I'm terrified. I'm I, I don't know what I'm doing. There's all these controls in front of me. I, you know, please help me." They can be really full of fear. And your job, Terry, and my wife's job, and everybody else who's out there being an instructor will know how to make that student feel at ease. Yeah. You'll know how to explain to them how to calm their fear levels and explain to them what everything does systematically so that they can start understanding and learning this new technology. Okay, that's what your job is. Right. What gets me is that people then turn around and say to people like myself and Michael, who are, in this case, the instructor, and they say to us, I'm a technophobe. I couldn't ever get used to it. I I, I don't know where to start, you know, blah, 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 blah. And I think, hold on a minute you're basically saying that you're willing to do that for your students, but you're not willing to do that for yourself, right? You're not willing to do what your student is doing and go off and ask people who are, you know, you're the experts in teaching students to drive. And by the end of your job, they are qualified competent drivers. So do the same with us. You are now the student come to us and say, I don't know how to use technology, but I think it would really benefit me. So can you help me please? And we would help them because you know if a student took your your approach, Mr. paper wielding reluctant instructor, then all students would walk everywhere but they don't walk everywhere they learn to use technology so that they can be more efficient and they can get places quicker and that's all we're doing. We're just saying look there is a quicker way to get to where you want to be so let us help you
1: get there. I think um, I think that's a brilliant analogy actually I think. But I I do think a lot of instructors ignore the benefits of the pupil. You know, you think, uh, I think both of you have spoke about this from me previously, where instructors don't tend to grow up wanting to be a driving instructor. You come to the industry for different reasons. And one of the ways it's sold is you be your own boss. You do what you want. And I think it's almost sold on run your business your way, which is fine. And there's nothing wrong with that, but that's ignoring the pupil or ignoring what they need. And, It's almost as if you guys, you're caring for us instructors, but you're almost caring for the student as well. You know, they they get their own side of it. And um, you also get the the instructors there that will say, yes, but my student prefer a paper one or my students love their cards. And I think, (laughs) well, have they got a choice? Exactly. Have, you know, have they tried having the app or, or whatever? But also, me- maybe you're just mentioning that one student, or yeah. is the student actually going to have the balls to turn around and say to you, actually, I don't like this. I want you to go out and invest in this because my mate uses whatever. And I don't I don't think they are. But yeah, I've gone off on a bit of tangent there. No, yeah,
2: I think. I know, I was just going to say, like, you're spot on, right? Like, uh, because the one of the things that I, I think is really key to remember is. Driving instructors, customers, the learner—they—they they learn to use an iPad before they can walk. Like they're using iPads before they walk walking. So, like they are so accustomed to this, it's, they, they almost—they should expect it that when they walk into an instructor, an instructor's car, that they have got a digital solution for that because everything else in their life, their their food order is on uh, Domino's, their their hotels are on Airbnb, their everything is through Apps, their whole university is through apps, their school works through apps like it's all everything in their life for being what they, what 17 year olds what that 2004 I don't know math's terrible, uh, but like something they were born in like 2004 or something and uh, like they've been brought up with technology their entire lives so, yeah. of course, when they come into that domain, the driving instructors uh, business, they would expect that, and I think it'd be maybe a bit daunting to be like card what <laughs> i think they'd be very surprised at that so yeah, yeah. Uh, i just think that's I, I wanted to get that point out because I it just it's it, i think it's really important
0: i think there's something else as well and, and that's that actually if you take on this technology if you adapt um what happens is and you'll find that it's not as scary as you think either you know if you adapt what you'll find is you will end up winning more business right this is the no. the, the important thing you become more interesting and more appealing to your students and for me, that's, that's the most important thing. The, the thing that riles me the most, right? Uh, well, actually, I say that. There's many things <laughs> that rile me, as you guys will know. Um, but one of the things that that really up, it kind of upsets me is that when somebody on Facebook, one of the Facebook groups, for example, will say, oh, you know, what apps do people use to help them run their business? Um, and I'm always very pleased when I see people recommend what we do and I see people recommend what Michael does and, and, and that's great. But then you'll get this one person and it turns into a tie, you know, it turns into a waterfall of person that goes apps. Why would I trust my data with an app? I love paper. I'm never going to leave paper. Why would you want anything else? What if it dies on you? What what if it gets (laughs) stolen? What if somebody steals your data? When actually that person doesn't realize that they're actually storing their own data in vast amounts of systems across the web uh, in order to run every and uh, every other aspect of their life and it's like they wear the fact they're paper users like a badge of honor um, and i just look at that and i just think you're either arrogant or you're ignorant you know because you and, and being ignorant is okay as long as you recognize that you're ignorant and you go out there and learn and do your research and then make a a judgment call I've got no problem if somebody looks at Michael's app or looks at my app and then having done a thorough analysis of it a thorough evaluation then decides they still want to use paper. Then that person has my respect because at least they tried. At least they got up and 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 they tried to learn, okay? They practice what they preach. But when you get these people that are just, yeah, I love paper, I'd never go near an app, blah 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 without even having looked at it. For me, that's just it's it's an indictment on our society, and it's an indictment on this industry. Actually, that you've got people like that who are the whole paper wielding, cash in the back pocket kind of people who are actually who 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 really stop this industry being thought of as a profession, because every profession out there have professional standards. Yeah, They have professional standards that people adhere to. And in order to reach those professional standards, they use every possible tool they can in order to do the best possible job they can do. You don't have people in in, in the banking sector or in, in, in the law the law sector or retail sector who turn around and go, oh, yeah, I'm not going to use these silly apps and software. I'm just going to do everything on paper because you'd get laughed out of the office.
1: Yet we seem to think it's okay to do that within this industry. It's interesting you said that about Facebook groups because in preparation for this episode, I went on a few and uh, I looked at past conversations, uh, the questions about which is the best app to use and like exactly what you said happened. You get the suggestions for the variety of apps that are out there and then you get someone that will come and say Diary and then 20 people will say, you know, paper diary, and then there'll be an argument and you see all these excuses. Why? So I haven't warned you about this. Um, so pause in advance, but I'm going to throw some at you. Now, I have wrote down what I found the four most common reasons why people don't use the apps and the sticks, <laughs> to the paper diaries, and I want you to give me rebuttal for every one of these. So let's start with you, Michael. One of the most top four was they said it was quicker to do it on paper. So if you were coming to me and trying to sell me on on the apps, I would saying, "Ah, but it's quicker to write it on paper." How would you oh, overcome that?
2: i'd overcome that and say, uh, "I hear, I absolutely hear that criticism. That's something genuinely when we started building Goldworthy Pro, we were like, it needs to be quicker." So we we laser sharp focus on on that particular criticism so i'm really glad you asked me that so um uh we would in in grow repro and imagine in my drive time too like you can open the app tap a button uh a, the our, our shortcut button and add lessons and pupils within like three to five seconds I uh, actually tell you, i think we timed it once on one of our uh one of our podcasts it's that quick to add and in Gorilla repro i know it's like three to five seconds to add a new lesson uh, that is faster than writing on paper, and additionally, you get the lesson reminders in that. Uh, you get the and you get the finances tracked in that. So, like writing a name, sending a text reminder the night before, and recording that piece of uh, financial, like uh, how much you earned in that lesson, it is far, far faster in GoRoader Pro probably my drive too sorry
0: <laughs> yeah you know it's just, it's the same for us as well you know we've we've timed our lesson um entries at 1.8 seconds um and it's it's because um systems are inherently more intelligent than humans um so what happens is you know when you're sitting there in go ready pro or my drive time and you're pressing the button to add um a new um student or adolescent or whatever the system can already know most of what it needs to know in order to be able to add that for you um, and, and and that's that's where the real piece the resistance comes in what i'd also say though to people is that yes okay it might be quicker to literally pick up a pen and write something down on a piece of paper okay um but is it quicker to then store that piece of information to look back at it later to be able to process that to then answer further questions and the answer is no it's just not.
1: Um, you I'm know, just going like to jump in here because there's a yep. few more I'm going to throw at you. We don't want to get too far ahead of
0: ourselves. Okay. All, all I want to say then on that, though, is that all, all I would say in response to that is, is it safer? No. Is it more useful or powerful? No. Is it more accessible? No.
1: The the other thing I will just add on to the, the speed side of it, and I think this is probably where people come from, is that if I sign up to an app for the first time it's going to take me longer to work out how Correct. to add students or how to add lessons than it is to write it down but Correct. once you've got used to it it's then quicker but anyway uh, okay so let's go to the second one and I will throw this one to you Dan and this one is money why should I pay for one of your products monthly when I can just go and buy a diary
0: okay um I would kick that off by saying that uh, and we've spoken about this before that there's a saying that I use that within this industry, instructors know the cost of everything and the value of nothing. And what I mean when I say that is that because people who are coming into this industry, typically, most of them, 95% probably, are coming into this industry without a business head on. They're coming into this industry as a consumer, Right, as a person who is now going to teach people to drive, but ultimately they're still a consumer. They're not thinking about profit. They're not thinking about business management, overheads, and tax returns and things like that at that point. So what happens is, is that they just, you know, they they look at rather than looking at uh, the benefits that something will give them, they're looking at the cost that it will the, 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 for having that in the first place. Um, and that's a big problem, really, because because actually no business owner works that way business owners are always keen to keep their overheads down so the cost of running their operation, right? You, I don't want to pay um, for a piece of software any more than, than than I have to, but I recognize that when I pay that money, I get a certain amount of benefit in return for it. And I say to people, look, before you make a judgment on how much something costs, try it, use it properly and see whether or not you recognize the benefit that you're getting in return for that cost, I wouldn't even call it a cost, I'd call it an investment, because they're investing in the official, you know, the efficient running of their business and investing in their lives, because it means they're not getting home and spending an hour doing admin at the end of the day, they can spend it with their family, right? So I would say, look at the benefit and analyze whether or not the benefit you're getting are therefore worth the cost you're being asked to pay. And everybody who takes the time to properly evaluate, I'm not talking about a five minute cursory look over the app, Right? We've all been guilty of doing that with some apps and we're like, nah, whatever. But if other people, if other instructors are turning around and saying to you, this is really good and it saved me loads of time and it's got me out of a jam once or twice and it means I can share data with my students and I'm not getting the 11 o'clock text saying, when's my lesson the next day? Because they can look at it on their student app, right? When you're getting people say that, it's worth having a proper thorough look and you can only judge whether or not something's worth the money i'm not just talking about apps i'm talking about everything in our lives you can only judge whether something's worth the money if you take the time to establish whether the benefit is there in return for that cost
2: I would, uh, yeah i would completely agree i think uh like for a really concrete example is if we the, the question is why would i pay 10 pound our pound a month you would get uh our apps will stop last minute cancellations Uh so if that stops one last minute cancellation or one it stops one cancellation a month, you have made your money back and then some Yeah. just with that one single uh benefit of having an app. So I, I think that would be like uh my <laughs> like two second response on that. Yeah. It's uh, uh there is so many, like as Dan says, there's so many benefits. Uh but just to put like hard numbers numbers on that, it's uh these uh, that is, in my opinion, the fastest way to kind of come back at that. It's it is. So much more cost beneficial for you to have these apps because you will save hundreds and hundreds of pounds.
1: So two more of these. So one for you, Michael. Um, Diaries don't break down. (laughs) My phone could break down,
2: but my diary won't. Right. Uh, Yeah, they can. Uh, When you're um, on a a night out with your friends or you're uh, out for a meal, and uh, someone's asking you could you do a driving test at on a certain date you don't have your diary there and then you can easily pick up your phone and say that's possible or not so it, it makes you more efficient uh so yeah it doesn't break down but it is far more accessible and and of course the, with the the it without saying but i'm going to say it is all the information is backed up everything's backed up like on my drive time go Rory pro all the data is stored so you can access it on your Phone, your tablet, your uh, PC, is all fully accessible. And yeah. if your dog eats your diary or your diary goes missing, you are really in trouble. Not only that's a data violation. Of, like uh, you're you're as a business owner, you're you're responsible for your customers' data. So that's a a responsibility for the instructor. And using our services, yeah. you're actually more likely to keep that your customers' data protected. Uh, so, yeah, that's, that's my uh, two cents
1: on it. And the last one I'm going to mention, now you both kind of touched on this a little bit already, but I'm, I'm going to let you expand on it a bit, Dan, is um, I struggle to find the phrase for this one, but almost like they were saying that the data could be hacked from the apps, but it's more safe in the diary. Obviously, yeah. your diary cannot be stolen. That's impossible, but whatever.
0: Yeah, the, I get this all the time. I, I get um, people who say to me, um, in response to this, yeah, I've never lost my diary. And people always say that with absolute confidence until the day they lose their diary. <laughs> right. Um, and it's it happens to people, right, it happens to people, and they have no idea where they need to be next. They have no idea of the contact information of all of their customers who are now stranded and wondering why it is that that, uh, you know, then the instructor not turning up. So um, look, um, the thing about hacking, and I get asked this a lot, you know, people ask us about security. You know, we we host all of our data in a Microsoft Azure data center because we take it very seriously. And it's it's our biggest overhead after our staff is is the the the, the structure um that our data is stored in. Because uh we know that if our data um gets lost or isn't available to people or our apps aren't reliable, we don't have a business, right? It's as simple as that. Absolutely people, people rely. On being able to access their data straight away. So if we were if we were about the way that we handled people's data, uh, and if we made poor poor quality apps that break and people lose their data, we wouldn't be in business for very long, would we? Um, so the thing about hacking, right, to come back to that, because that's your ultimate question. I know I'm going around the houses with this answer. The thing about hacking is that we hear about it on the news, right? So when BA gets hacked or dating sites get hacked, and and obviously the media out there want to make a massive mountain out of a molehill because um, that's their job. Uh, and we hear about it and it's all, you know, all hands on the punts, terrified. Oh, you know, what's going to happen? We see people getting their Facebook accounts hacked, um, usually because their own data practices are pretty poor, right? They use password one, two, three, and all those kind of things for passwords. But um, the long and short of it is that in any walk of life, in any situation, even the crown jewels, if somebody wants it badly enough and they do the, they, they do as, uh, the, the preparation to make it happen, they will steal or take or hack whatever they want. right There's no bank in the world that's infallible, there's no safe that is unbreakable. and I just think people just need to to, to have a measured approach, a balanced view on risk versus reward. Okay. The reward of storing all your data in a system like ours far outweighs the risk of the minute chance that some hacker in Russia or Ukraine or UK, wherever they are, might decide to target you and steal your data. Okay. Because it's just not worth it. Right. So that's for me, people just need to, 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 like anything in life, they just need to have a balance because if we always just focused on the risks, we wouldn't get into a car, would we? We probably wouldn't leave our house, probably wouldn't even leave our bed. So let's just have a balanced review, guys, because there are millions and millions and millions of organisations out there, all of which have systems which have never been hacked.
2: Yeah, I think um, to my kind of view on that is it's our responsibility as a service provider to give the customers confidence that our, our services are well-protected. Like Dan says... Uh, We use AWS. We make sure all, like, security is number one, right? If we don't have, if a customer's data is not secure, we do not have a business. That is number one. So it is in our interest to make sure that is our top, top priority. And I think it's, uh, and I think going forward, that's something that uh, Diane and myself can have more conversations on, I think, like, uh, on how can we go further than both of us already are to make sure that customer's data is secure, um, even more secure because it it, right now we I, I can't speak for yourself Dan but I, I, I imagine similar uh, we use like top algorithms for for uh, storing passwords uh, and making sure that uh, our customer data is not accessible in any other way other than the owner of that data uh, yeah, so, so
0: it's the same it's the same with us you know our passwords yep. are encrypted in our system somebody asked me to remind them of their password i can't because it's encrypted um and it's in there and, and, and there's no way of getting out so they have to reset it uh in order to go in. but yeah you're quite right michael perfect
2: yeah it's the exact same situation for us and that is the only way it should be uh if we're if anyone's doing anything otherwise that is and that would alarm me i would I, w- I wouldn't use any system that doesn't use the technology that Uh, both of us are talking about. And and just for anyone listening, I am just going to mention that none of my
1: passwords contain my birthday. I am definitely not 40 this year on the 1st of October. You cannot work any of that out. Um, You did mention one thing that I want to ask uh, just before we start wrapping up, because if you are like me, you will know nothing about technology. You mentioned AWS. You said you use AWS.
2: I I was in Web Services. So uh, basically uh, our information is... in in the cloud and uh, stored securely with Amazon. And uh, I think like a large percentage of the internet is stored with Amazon and Microsoft. So that is, if you want your information stored correctly, you want it done that way.
0: Can I I just make another point, actually? It's kind of linked to that in in a way. All I would say um, is that it's very easy for the world to get turned on and excited by a pretty website that claims the world, right, claims to do this and does that. All I would say is if, you, if you're nervous about this, if you're nervous about your data, ask the questions. Ask probing questions, even if you don't necessarily know or can understand the answer that you're getting. It helps companies like us um, to be held to account uh, in that respect. And it helps to highlight. And I think one of the key things here, we're asking people to trust us with the most sensitive data they have within their professional lives. We're asking them to put data into systems that are run by people they don't know and have often never met. So pick up the phone and have a conversation, come and meet us at trade shows. Um, find out more about us because it's really important. I think that you feel comfortable with the people that you're trusting. Um, and quite often pretty websites and claims left, right, and center don't tell you the full story. So I would just say, if you're worried about it, learn who you're trusting with your data
2: and like to just echo that we're like we're reachable like you mm. can email us very very easily you can Absolutely. you can phone us you can have that conversation like uh i've i have had customers ask me these these exact points terry i've had customers speak to me about them exactly and being able to answer them and especially about the data one that's one of the first questions i i normally get asked is like how is my data sorted? and like being able to and it's being able to give them a confident answer and let them understand and, and have that conversation. And they may they then immediately feel better, feel a lot more confident using our products. So, yeah. Um, so it, just the point, reach out to us if you do have any other questions or, or uh, like concerns. Yeah. yeah, I totally agree with that. Uh,
1: reach out to the guys I did. But on that note, uh, I have kept you for an over an hour. So just before I wrap up, is there anything that you guys would just like to mention uh, or throw out there what we've been talking about so far?
0: Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go if I might just sort of summarise. Was what it the closing argument, so to speak? Um, look, this conversation's been broadly about diary apps, right? But technology within this industry spans well beyond that. It's not just about diary apps. It's about Having websites and and being um, accessible and searchable within websites is about social media presence and understanding that it's about using tablets and smartphones and being in a position where you can learn that technology and. I always say to my instructors, never be afraid to, to, to speak to your students about it because they know this stuff. It's it's common knowledge to them. It's it's the lifeblood of of their lives. So if you're not sure, don't worry about looking silly because you'll look more silly if you try and style it out than you will do if you just say to your to your student, look, I've got this new tablet. You know, can you can you spend a bit of time helping me? Because I'm pretty sure they will say yes, especially the ones that obviously you like um electronic payments you know don't nobody should be dealing with cash anymore it's just it's uh it's it's old hat it's insecure it's unsafe um that you know and it's difficult to 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 have a paper trail so don't use cash use electronic payments Um, in-car teaching aids we've touched upon that and about the use of of, of, to be honest with you a, a whiteboard and a pen is is a form of technology um whether you like it or not um and but it serves a purpose in that you can quickly write something down so it's great sat navs and satellite navigation obviously the vast majority of instructors will be using that now because it's part of the test and they and they need to know themselves but i would I would challenge all the instructors out there who when they were told that the sat nav would be part of the test how many of them went oh my god i've got to learn how to use a sat nav now but they've gone ahead and done it right and they can now use their sat nav it just requires a little bit of patience and effort to do it um on board cameras as well for me they're a must uh, to have on cameras the amount of times they've saved people uh, with insurance claims or just being able to review footage and look back and see what this particular student's done really important um so you know there's loads of other pieces of software out, not software pieces of technology so don't don't close yourself down to learning something new because when you learn something new it takes a bit of effort does for everybody always has done always will okay but the benefits of learning that though no, nobody's ever turned around and said oh i've just learned something new and i'm worse off for it have they nobody's ever done that um well and i guess it depends on what you're learning um but ultimately that's that's what i would say so i'd just say look just be open minded don't be so quick to 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 judge before you know all the facts do your research speak to us um because i guarantee you will be better off for it
2: absolutely yeah i, I would echo a lot of that like uh, the uh, the Some of you mentioned online payments. Uh, I think we could probably do a whole episode on online payments. (laughs) Uh, But, like, um, yeah, I think, uh, like, even that, right? Uh, Like, these apps, like, yeah, we're talking about saving time and and all that sort of stuff, but they go further as well. Like, they they save, they help other aspects of your job. Uh, For example, um, uh, pupil, Pupil has paid for so many hours and, and then comes back at the end of it and says, no, I'm due two more hours. And if you're on a paper, paper diary, you may not have been tracking it properly. And you're like, oh, what do I do here? But using apps like ours, it's like, oh, uh, my pupil app says this, my instructor app says this. There is no dispute. That that, that, that situation does not arise. And I think that's, that's quite a common situation for ADIs. Uh, and I think, but using our technology, that doesn't happen anymore. It's not disputable because they've got Clear audit trail. Both parties uh, properly have an audit trail of what happened and how many lessons have happened, how many penises uh, exchanged hands, and that's that's brilliant. And I think that's a really good point to remember. That it's not just saving time, but the some of the ugliness that can come out of doing that job done.
0: um Yeah, just I'll, I'll just finish off, Terry. Unless you've got any other questions, by um sharing a story with you. One of our customers came to me about three years ago. He's quite local to us, actually came to a uh, customer um, and he said to me, do you know what Danny said? Um, over the weekend, my house was broken into and they stole my iPad and they stole my phone and they stole they they stole 600 pounds of cash that he'd had, that he hadn't been able to bank yet. And he phoned his insurance company, insurance companies raised their eyebrows, obviously through the phone, he could see that. And they said, well, how, how do we even know that you had this cash? You could just come up with a number. And he basically sent them a full list immediately of all of the transactions that he had had which helped to reinforce the fact that he'd had this money and why he had had it and who he'd received it from when he had received it and he was able to do that instantly and they paid out without another question because he was able to use the data that was in our system to to to, to prove that point so there are lots of little anecdotal stories like that where you find that the technology comes to the rescue um, quite often with people. And I just wanted to share that because it's a bit of an odd sure. one. Um, but yeah, the insurance company didn't question him at all about it once he was able to demonstrate that he had properly stored his data uh, and he was able to to, to prove that.
1: I, um, I still think the biggest thing uh, for me is, is the benefit to the students. I think that you're always going to get the occasional student that would prefer pen and paper. You're always going to get the occasional student that doesn't want to use an app or will do anything. Never mind an app, they won't do anything. But I think that's the biggest one. And, and just touching back on one thing you said, Dan, um, you mentioned about asking your student. It's something that stuck with me, you know, not that long ago. I was trying to find an app or something on my phone and the student just went, just swipe right and type it in search bar. I'm like, I didn't even know that was there. I didn't know I could yeah. swipe right. When did yeah. this happen? Don't be afraid to ask your students, I would say. But just before we wrap up, I want to give you a chance to promote yourselves. I kind of did warn you about this before the start. Uh, so I said that I want you to say something nice about each other's business. So who wants to go first? Who wants to be the first to say the nice thing about the other?
0: I'll go first. Um, I'll go first and and um... get out of the way. <laughs> no, there are two things that I really want to... To highlight and thank michael for and, and actually say that i've got a lot of respect for the way that he pivoted his business at a point whereby it was clear that his, his existing business model was going to struggle you know and, and and he's pivoted it and he's tried to solve a problem um and yeah obviously i could say unfortunately within our space but i don't feel that way i feel like actually it's a great thing that he's managed to come up with a solution that is different from ours one whereby he's used his own innovation he's used his own ideas to try and solve the problem in a different way which means that the end customer gets a choice you know sometimes you find that apps will um you know they they will plagiarize um and you end up getting uh, a market of apps that's swamped by the same app just you know I know what you're saying about the same app but in a different color but but really I um reward I'm excited by innovation I want Michael and his team to come up with new ideas just like we will um and uh you, you know and, I, and I'm really pleased that somebody with quality has come into the market because it, the more people that come in with quality the higher the quality you know it's like pricing you know the more people charge higher prices yeah. it, it aggregates the whole thing comes up so you know for me um I think go roadie are a decent um I'm not going to say adversary. Um, I'm going to say um, I'm going to say that they are a decent choice. Um, and yeah, long may it continue that we keep holding each other to account and, and and keep improving things for the people that matter, really, which is the ADI and the students. So, yeah, hope that answers your
1: <laughs> You've uh, you've lavished way more praise than I'm going to at the end of this show.
2: <laughs> so, um,
1: yeah, beat that, Michael.
2: Uh, yeah, I'm gonna struggle, <laughs> but no, like, uh, like it goes without saying, right? Uh, like, um, without Dan, uh, th- this this part of the industry wouldn't exist. So, like, as uh, uh, I always always give recognition for that, um, and I think like what I'm like Dan and I uh, like we caught up last week. Uh, we we actually even when we started to do GoDaddy Pro and started building it, uh, we had a conversation and what I'm I'm really pleased is I think maybe the experience you had done when you entered the space. Like uh you're you're kind of almost uh giving that to me, which is is really nice. So um and it's great to kind of like feel supported in from a competitor if that makes sense. So no it's that that's that in itself is great. Like the innovation that you brought to the space, being a front runner, like set the goalpost for for all the businesses to follow is 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 like a, a big, big um like a big deal but it's not only that but you're you've set the boat goalposts in 2014 and now we're in 2022 uh and you're still here and you you're yeah. knowing uh, so many businesses try and innovate and, and then they they end up uh like you've probably seen how many businesses in this space and in technology in, in this space have came and gone and wow. you are still here and uh yeah. and you're still innovating and pushing forward and and like i i simply just kind of wish that we continue being friendly competitors and, and catching up and talking about I'd love for us to continue talking about the industry and talking about technology uh on a on a semi-regular basis. And with that, I just kind of I want to wish you uh, and my drive to type my drive time to <laughs> my drive time two's uh, uh launch like it was very successful. Uh yeah thank I wish you all the best that.
0: thank yeah. you. No, we're really excited about it and uh, yeah. yeah
1: appreciate that. Thank you very much. Yeah. Awesome. Well, that was uh, very friendly. That was good. um yes. all, the, all the love. All the love. Yes. <laughs> all right. So uh, I'm not going to say nice things about you with you now because you've done it for me. So I will just <laughs> give you both the opportunity just to uh, remind people where they can find you. So if you want to uh, go first, Michael, just tell people where they can find you and sure. indeed GoRody.
2: Yeah. um You could uh, find uh, everything you need to know about GoRody Pros, uh, our smart data management app on uh, www.goRody.com forward slash pro. Um, and uh, you can watch videos and, um, uh, get a CR FAQ, we talk about data privacy and all that sort of stuff in there, uh, to alleviate any sort of concerns. Uh, and if you want a personal like introduction, email me, michael.com. Uh, happy to reply, happy to jump on a call, uh, with anyone. Yeah. And yourself Dom?
0: Yeah. I'm, a, I'm just, I'm just going to say actually, before I do that, that, that I think one of the great things about, um, Michael, and I'd like to think myself as well, is that uh, a lot of people look at apps and they don't really see what's behind them. They look at the splash screens and they look at the interface and they don't realise actually behind them, there are humans who care about the work they're doing and what they've done. They're very proud of the time and the effort they have put into it. Um, And uh, what makes us different, I think, within this industry is that most apps you don't ever get to meet the people behind them. You've got no idea where they are, who they are, why they've built it in the first place. And I think it's really important, like I said earlier, when you're going to trust your business with someone that you that you understand the people that are behind it. So it's great, I think, that that instructors get that benefit they get the benefit of talking to the people behind it and understanding their story um and verifying that they are worthy of of that of that job um so people can get hold of us um, they can visit our website at mydrivetime.co.uk support at mydrivetime.co.uk is our email address that will go to the team and of course we can help you with that we can do zoom sessions where we do uh for one or more people at the same time uh, we're more than happy to do that i think for me, it's just about people reaching out um, and taking that first step and saying, do you know what? I might stick with paper, but I'm going to I'm gonna do my homework. I'm going to do my research. I'm going to work out whether this is actually the best thing for me. Um, so, yeah, so email, phone us up, obviously, every, all the details are on the website. Um, people typically know how to use websites these days at least, so that shouldn't be a problem.
1: Yeah, uh, and I just want to say thank you for you both. Uh, as you've said, it, it's great that we're in an industry where, We can speak to the people behind it and what better place to listen to those people on the instructor podcast. Uh, You may have noticed that that this season we're taking more of a a collaborative approach and I am refusing the word collective just in case Chris Spencer's listening, uh, a collaborative approach um, to try and get more people on in a group discussion. And I think it's great that you both join me. I also want to take a moment to thank you both for not using acronyms because uh, I've massively struggled with those. So I appreciate that. And, Yeah, uh, for you listeners, you may not have agreed with everything that's been said today. You may not agree that you should use an app. Uh, You may not agree that one is preferable to the other. I'm sure you can agree you've been spoken to by uh, three incredibly handsome and wonderful people today. Uh, So I hope you've enjoyed the episode as much as I have. So, big thank you there to both Michael and Dan of Gorody and My Drive Time. Really appreciated both of them joining me. It was great to listen to them kind of connect and interact. So, as much as I may have been asking sort of most of the, the questions and directing traffic, it was great to hear them interact. There's there's definitely a mutual appreciation there and some friendly competition, which is great. And. um yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed it and took something from it as well. If you are enjoying these shows and you need taking something from them, you will very much enjoy the Instructor Podcast Premium. This is something I keep talking about. It's something I'm really proud of, the stuff I've got going on over there. So the minute, as well as all the regular shows that we put out, which is usually two to three at the minimum pieces of content a month. We've also got the bonuses, which is stuff like discounts on Bob Morton's content Set of Learning. And as well as that, we even... Have quarterly get together, which was started recently, which is where I get some special guests in, and we'll just have a chat with those on Zoom. So it might be a Q&A where you can ask me stuff or just a bit of a conversation, basically creating a new community for instructors and getting some great feedback as well. One of the best ways to check this out is to head over to the instructorpodcast.com. Go over there, click on the premium tab. And you can have a look at all the fun stuff that's going over there. And you can subscribe up over there as well just by clicking. Or if you head to the show notes, you can find a link direct just to join up. Go and give it a try for a month. It'll cost you a tenner. If you jump in and you don't like it, drop me a message. I will happily refund your money within a few days if you dislike it. Or give it a try for a month and you never know, you might enjoy it. But for £10 a month, you get an awful lot of quality over there. But really hope you've enjoyed this episode really hope you go and check out the instructor podcast premium if you would like to support the show any other ways you are more than welcome to go and leave us a little review or share it or anything that you think may be appreciated but for now i hope you have a tremendous day and a tremendous week
0: the instructor podcast with terry cook talking with leaders innovators experts and game changers about what drives them